up level up nation and welcome to the april 20th edition of level up live your home for gaming and esports news brought to you by otn media my name is fiasco you can call me john and i am joined as always every thursday same time same place is the man with the smile that lights up the room he doesn't need studio lights his smile does it himself it's the king of the courtside Joey, what's up, buddy? I do have the studio lights on, and that's why I sometimes get a little too bleached out, though, in the end. <laughs> uh, it's a Thursday, John. It always is a Thursday, except when it's a Wednesday. Um, but overall, it's, it's been a long day. You and I have both had quite a bit going on in our real-life jobs, in a sense. Uh, but also, just today has just felt so full. There was gaming news dropping. There were assignments dropping. It felt like things were everywhere. Somehow, we made it to tonight, though. We have an exciting show ahead of us. And then after that, we have our Let's Play as well. Some Overwatch 2 beta with the OTN community, too. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Let's see if I can actually stay awake for this. Uh, I am not going to lie, Joey. I'm ready to pass out as we speak. Um, I am mustering up all the energy I possibly can here for Level Up Live here tonight. But have no fear, Nation. We'll make it through. Don't worry. Uh, Nation, a little housekeeping before we dive headfirst into tonight's episode. As always, make sure you're following the show on social media. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's at Level Up Live. That's at LVLUP Live. And while you're on Twitter, you're watching us, you're listening to us, you're paying attention, give us more attention. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Joey at Courtside King, myself at Fiasco. If you're watching here live on Twitch, you can see those handles right beneath the mugshots you're currently staring at. And if you are listening to the podcast version on later on, all cool. We'll have them in the show notes for you below as well. And Nation, as always, the live show is the best place to catch Level Up Live. But don't worry, we understand there's other things going on in life. So we have the podcast version as well. Level of Podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere else you can find an RSS feed. For podcasts, just look us up, the Level Up Podcast, and we are there for you. We just ask one favor if you do listen to the podcast version. Please do leave us a review and ratings if your podcatcher supports it. Uh, they do go a long way, not only helping grow uh, the show in the ratings uh, for that platform, but also helps... Uh, get new listeners to join the awesome community as well. And please give us that feedback as well because we want to make the show what you, our listeners and viewers, want the most. So, again, ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And as always, extra credit, patreon.com slash OTN. Take your fandom to the next level. It's not required, but if you want to, we're not going to stop you. Patreon.com slash OTN. All right, Joey. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, okay, Panicking Pat, your review does not count. count I'm sorry. Uh, we're just going to leave it there. Uh, just JK Pat, what's up, buddy? I'm, I'm excited for you to, to join the chat here. Joey, uh, Pat's just in time along with the rest of chat here on Twitch. What in the world are we talking about? What in the world happened last week uh, uh, for gaming and esports news? What are we talking about? John, it has been popping like a popcorn machine in gaming and esports. We have the Overwatch 2 public beta. It is officially launched. You and I dove into some matches yesterday, so we're going to touch on those in our initial thoughts. A WoW mobile game is coming and is set to be announced in May. We have Disney announcing a new life sim. A new Valorant agent is fading her way in. Very cool kit, by the way. Very nightmarish. Fun to hit on that one. Uh, Infinity Ward has announced Modern Warfare 2. Halo Infinite Season 2 is coming next week. We have Final Fantasy statues for sale. March NPD results. Lots of esports tournaments results and much more. Caught me mid-drink. It's all good, though, Joey. It's all good because, <laughs> fun fact, that's what we're going to talk about next. Joey, we have a fantastic show lined up once again every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on Twitch. The podcast available the very next day. Um, Joey, before we can even hit on these topics, I'm super excited uh, to talk about these topics as well. Uh, but we have to make sure we're properly hydrated going into today's episode. Uh, so, Joey, uh, it's time for the drink of choice here before we dive head first. Uh, so what is your beverage of choice, sir? Unfortunately, it's not alcoholic, even though it should be today. Uh, one of my favorite fruits is a pineapple. So I am Ooh, trying bubbly sparkling true. water. Uh, pineapple <laughs> bubbly. <laughs> bubbly sparkling what? Yeah, bubbly sparkling water. Do you see that was like a hiccup thing going <laughs> on there? Uh, yeah, so this is pineapple sparkling water. It's very interesting. Tastes very tropical. Mm. Very um, pina colada Ooh, minus the coconut. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, Joey, I, I agree with you. I think pineapple is one of the uh, the best fruits out there. Uh, it's always great. Uh, so I didn't realize they had pineapple sparkling water. I'm going to have to give that a shot here, too. Hey. Um, Joey, uh, you're drinking sparkling water. I am drinking its ugly twin sister, uh, Coke Zero. Um, it sparkles because it bubbles, but it's nowhere as good as sparkling water. Yeah, I'd be very curious um, to see that family tree of how that relation became a thing. Twice removed, adopted, something about a prom night thing. It's just it was it, was, it just wasn't good. It, it just it just wasn't good, Joey. Uh, but Joey, actually, before we dive headfirst in, oh, first off, OG Flavor Town Starlight Coke. I need to know your opinion on that. Uh, Wait, Starlight is that a real Co- thing? I thought that it was is. like a Starlight Beacon reference. No, so so th- this is what it is. Oh, um, I did not finish it. It's uh, space flavored, called Starlight. It's limited edition. It is a very unique flavor. To me, it tastes like a watered-down version of uh, vanilla Coke. Uh, that's what I get from it. Uh, so uh, OG Flavortown likes it. That's that's completely cool. Um, it just tastes like a really watered-down vanilla Coke to me. And I'm just like, if I want vanilla Coke, I'm going to go full strength. I'm going to go get vanilla Coke. I don't need like a watered-down, like, ooh, it looks like it's from outer space kind of thing, you know? So as, wait, as they're branding thing, you know? this as space-flavored? Yes, it is literally branded as – so this is the bad thing about when, when I host these things because my camera is going to be completely backwards to everyone. But, yes, it is actually space-flavored if my camera wants to focus. It will not. Uh, but, yes, it is space-flavored. So, Joey, if you wanted to know what space tasted like. Oh, my gosh. Chat is freaking crazy tonight. Uh, it tastes <laughs> like FIFA. Oh, my. Uh, well – Tastes like a couple of dead Jedi. Hey, pop goes lightsaber. Uh, so, wow. yeah, well, that happened. That was, uh, that was a little crossover special here, uh, Joey. But, uh, okay, going back on topic. Uh, Joey, there is something around the corner. Uh, before we dive into our episode, uh, there is something coming up next week uh, that uh, you and I and our team at OTN have been working on for what feels like forever, but then again, the sense of time ever since uh, the pandemic started has been completely lost on me. Uh, I'm not even sure what day it is anymore. Uh, that's how random things have been, uh, Joey. But before we dive in, um, we have a cool uh, little uh, teaser we want to show here real quick uh, to everyone here on Twitch. Uh, and then maybe we might maybe talk about it just a little bit uh, here before we head into uh, the... Uh, episode yeah blanked on what in the world we were doing joey so without further ado (laughs) we're gonna roll this teaser and uh let's see what happens short sweet and to the point uh caught you off guard yeah joey it was a very short little teaser there um super short um yeah it kind of looks cool uh panic passes love the logo don't even know what the logo is for um it looked cool joey it had some cool colors on it. it looks like a controller um five for 2022 uh so whatever it is it's not delayed until 2023 um i i, I don't know should we should we tease this a little bit more I, i'm i'm gonna leave this up to you joy on on how far we go with this before uh the big announcement next week yeah i don't think we'll give too much away yet we'll probably lean a little bit more into next week um but overall guys we've been working on this for quite a while now it's one of a couple different projects we have in the works one that i'm very excited for john's very excited for Uh, It should be a regular thing moving forward, along with maybe some other things as well uh, that we'll tease a little bit farther down the line. Uh, It's something that I feel like is a gap that needs to be filled. And I feel like Drew, John, and I, when we initially came up with the idea, kind of felt the same way. And hopefully it'll fill the gap for you guys as well as... uh, Yeah, I don't really know how much more to tease without giving too much away because it's pretty straightforward. Um, But I am very excited to share more in the coming week. I'll put it to you this way. If you're not following OTN Media's Twitter account, you probably should. Uh, obviously, Level Up's account will retweet everything as well, but OTN Media, you should be following that account. Um, probably somewhere around 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Oh, oh no. That's exclusive for Level Up Live listeners and viewers. Uh, so take a look at that, and then more will uh, come out in the coming weeks. Uh, coming week, I should say, as well, with the big announcement coming next Wednesday. Uh, Joey, super excited for that. Uh, can't wait uh, to see the reaction of everyone once we finally come clean with what it is. 
Uh, but with that, I am going to delete that button from my stream deck because we're not <laughs> playing that video again here tonight. And let's do it, Joey. Let's get right into gaming esports news because I know this first topic we're both hyped about. Uh, so I don't want to waste any more, more time, Joey. Let's get into it. Let's go. Absolutely. We dove into this with a couple people in chat already, but Overwatch 2, the public beta came out this week, John. You and I have had access since Monday, and we've played, what do you think, 10 games each? Something around there? Yeah, something around that. Okay, so we're still small sample size, <laughs> uh, but overall, we got some new maps. We got some character reworks. Arissa feels very strong. Um, <laughs> very she's strong. She's very, oh very God. strong. Um, but yeah, I think she's probably one of the biggest character changes so far that we have felt. Uh, overall, I think the game plays a little bit slower for me, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. So my initial reaction to Overwatch 2 was, wow, this feels a lot like Overwatch. Um, it To me, obviously, the, the biggest hurdle a lot of players are going to have is that 5v5 change, not having that off tank. Um, and if you were an off tank last version of of overwatch which i believe is now being called overwatch legacy um here's the issue i think you're going to come across is that the the off tanks have all been like not necessarily reworked completely but they have gone through changes to make them somewhat viable in the new 5v5 meta but they're nowhere near as strong as main tanks uh and, and that becomes incredibly evident right from the get-go when you only have one tank you have two, D two DPS, two healers. Number one, uh, thanks, Blizzard. You have made a very uh, uh, clean 3D version of World of Warcraft Dungeons for us uh, in Overwatch. That was really nice. Um, but a lot of the off tanks just feel like they're out of place and there's really no role for them currently. Um, D.Va, like like OG Flavortown brought up, D.Va, I, I struggle to see where D.Va uh, fits in to the current 5v5 meta. Now, granted, this is still a beta. There's a lot of changes that need to come to the beta as well before it gets fully released. But D.Va is so situational now, it's it's almost, it, you know, she can almost be ignored in 90% of the situations you come across. Yes, she still has the Matrix up that does amazing uh, in team fights, especially in close corridors. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going to be in, in those close corridors, those choke points for what, 10, 15 seconds, unless you're one of the two awful games we had last night and you're stuck there for like three and a half minutes, uh, then D.Va didn't really make a difference anyway. Um, yeah, so it, that feels very weird. Reinhardt is, is, is a big, beefy boy now. He doesn't even need a helmet anymore. He's just that beefy. Um, healers, it, it's a challenge. As someone who's a healer main, it is an actual challenge now. Uh, only having one tank, making sure that tank stays healthy while topping everyone else off. Uh, if you're Mercy or if you're Ana or anybody else that has dual abilities, you're constantly scrambling all over, making sure you're healing, but also providing that damage bu uh, buff or using that Ana uh, that grenade to uh, uh, deny healing to the other team. Uh, it, it's still being felt out. It's still in beta. I think it's in a good place. But it definitely needs to be balanced because Orissa is an absolute nightmare to go up against right now. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that at least the beta will answer some of and probably more pro player feedback as well. I feel like tanks probably need a slight nerf. They feel very beefy right now. And I get it. You're going to overcompensate because you lost a tank. And I think some of those levels and health bars will come back down a little bit later on. Uh, healers is another one I think has to be addressed. Like you said, John, it's a bit of a challenge, but at the same point, fights were lasting forever. I had some fights in my first couple matches that lasted over three minutes for the initial fight. That is a long freaking fight. Uh, and some of these maps, like Eichenwald, are pretty long, and they can go on for quite a while, uh, especially if you get someone on that payload and continues to push it into overtime. So with that being said, with these fights lasting potentially up to three or so minutes long, uh, I feel like some of that's going to have to be addressed. They're going to have to tone back health bars or the amount of healing that's able to be pushed out or something along those lines. Maybe they even tune up DPS a little bit. Uh, whatever does it to kind of find that balance, I think they're still not quite there as of yet. Uh, the new maps, though, I love the new maps so far. What are your thoughts on the new maps? Has anyone stuck out? I think we've played... Uh, last <laughs> night we played at least three of the four. Well, we, we didn't really get to experience um, <laughs> Monaco. It's Monaco, right? 
Yeah, I think it was Monaco yeah. where we got locked in. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't get really get to experience that other than the spawn point because for whatever reason, the struggle bus was real on that map. It was super tilting. We could barely get out of the spawn. We don't want to talk about it too much. Hopefully tonight's a little bit better. <laughs> um, but the maps that we were able to get out of the spawn and play on have looked absolutely fantastic. And, and that's that's one of the things Blizzard always does well is how these maps look. Uh, it, it, it's very pleasing to look at. These maps are a lot of fun to play on and, and kind of explore and see all the cool little Easter eggs they put in there, all the little uh, hidden rooms and, and, and you know different flank routes and everything. The map designs are very well done. The maps have never been the issue other when, you know, except when they're not making new maps. Um, the maps themselves have never been an issue, but the current new maps coming out in Overwatch 2, I, I think are great. And I, I, I think, you know, they're finding new ways to create uh, to create repetition to the point where it's not boring. Like, yes, we all know what an escort map is going to be like. We all know what, you know, uh, 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 a push map is going to be like. Well, now if you have played, what, you know, what push is going to be like, what a hybrid map is going to look like and how it plays. Like, you understand the game modes. What you don't get is how the maps are laid out. And I think that's one of the great things with new maps is it takes you a while to understand the map, to know the map well enough where you can get those you know, steamrolls, those pushes. Because when you first play a new map, you don't know which way it's going to turn. Yeah, you have the pathing on the ground, but you don't know what's around that corner. You've never really played it before or you don't have that much experience. So new maps are always great. I love what we have so far in Overwatch 2. The maps are fantastic. Yeah, so far so good on the map front. Heroes and balance, we're still waiting to kind of figure out exactly what that's going to look like. The last thing I think as far as new content goes outside of Sojourn, the new hero, uh, is the new push game type. This one, I loved the idea of initially. I was thinking tug of war is kind of what we're going to get. Um, but since then, I, I just I don't know how I feel about it as of yet. What do you think of push so far? Oh, so push to me feels like an escort map that both teams can escort the payload. Uh, and that's essentially what it is. You have a robot. Uh, we're going to name him. Uh, we're going to name him Devin uh, here <laughs> on level up. We're going to call him Devin. Devin is out there pushing a brick. Pushing a big old block because that's what Devin was made to do. Devin is out there doing his job, being a strong worker, pushing that brick. He just doesn't know which way to go. You have to be there to help Devin know which way to push the brick. Uh, it's as simple as that. Just like a payload, if you're pushing it and it's contested, Devin doesn't move because Devin gets confused. He doesn't know which way to push. Uh, if you if Team A pushes it two thirds of the way to the end, and then that team no longer has control of it and team b takes over guess what devin turns around and starts going the other direction simple as that uh and it's great i i i think it's interesting it's very unique it definitely feels like an escort map to me um i'm going to need to play it a little bit more because when i've played it it's either been a gigantic steamroll in favor of one team or it's been pretty much a stalemate most of the map going all the way to overtime where one team makes one mistake and then it's based upon push distance, uh, just like an escort map, shocker. Um, so yeah, I, it's okay, uh, but for a new map mode, it feels too much like escort in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't bring as much to the table as I thought it was going to. I thought it would be like for older Call of Duty players, the war game mode where you would capture a point and then move it forward. And it was almost like you have five points broken out. Everyone starts at point C or point three, and then they push one way or another to capture different points. That's kind of what I was hoping it was going to be. And it has that to a degree, but at the same point, it does fall more in line with that percentage that it was pushed, kind of like John was saying with an escort map. So it kind of finds this like hybrid role, but there's already a hybrid game type, and it just it doesn't quite land the way it wants to. So I think we'll probably see some more changes potentially come to that later down the road as well. Any other thoughts on the Overwatch beta? You and I have only had a couple days with it so far, two to three or so between us. Uh, I think we'll probably report more next week unless you have anything else you want to touch on so far. No, I mean, no, not really. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where we're going to have to continue to play it right now just to kind of feel out where it currently is. And then we'll obviously we'll have suggestions of where the balancing needs to go. Obviously, one thing the entire community can agree on is Orissa. If you're an Orissa player, you are loving this beta hands down. Uh, if you're an off-tank player trying to find a new role, you are probably hating Overwatch 2. If you're a healer, 
Uh, it, it, it's a little bit of a struggle bus, but in, in my personal opinion, I think it's a good struggle. It, it makes you have your head on your swivel a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think overall it's good. I think we'll learn more as this beta goes on, and obviously Blizzard, hopefully, won't wait two years to, to balance this out. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how it all goes, and I'm looking forward to the Let's Play after Level Up Live tonight. We can try out new comps. We can try out new uh, styles here in Overwatch 2. So definitely, again, if you're live here on Twitch and you have access to the beta, stick around afterwards. Join us in Discord for the Let's Play afterwards, and let's play some Overwatch 2. Absolutely, and if you have not got your key or access of any sort to Overwatch 2 yet, it's going to be running until May 17th for this first beta run. You can get access by watching, I think it's like four hours of a Twitch streamer. Just make sure whoever you tune into is playing Overwatch 2 and has drops enabled, and that'll get you that access key. Next up, John, World of Warcraft. You talked about it a lot last week, and now you're back in the news here with a mobile game announcement. It is set to be announced on May 3rd at, I believe, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Personally, I've heard a little bit on this one. Uh, a lot of people comparing it to Clash from the inside sources. Clash of Clans or Clash Royale, I've heard both. So I really don't know which one we're going to get, but I'm going to assume it's something Clash. Uh, I've heard Tower Defense thrown around a lot, and they both have Tower Defense elements. I'm a fan of the WoW lore. I used to play Clash of Clans and Clash Royale. Probably going to dive into whatever this is. Hopefully not spend too much money, but at least spend some time in it and see what it's going to bring to the table. I mean, if it is Tower Defense, Joey, uh, do not play as the Blood Elves uh, because <laughs> Arthas absolutely destroyed all of their towers on that push into Silvermoon going to the Sunwell. Uh, as much as I do love my Blood Elves, uh, that's probably lore-wise not the best race to use for Tower Defense. <laughs> Probably would stay away from the Night Elves on tree defense as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that would okay. Dark I'm sorry. I love that one. That was good. That was dark. Well it was done, spicy, Joey. you know? Night Elves, Dark, that was good. Nightfall. Oh. It all falls in line. Um, but overall, are you going to dive into this? I know you're not the biggest mobile game player, but at the same time, it's WoW. We're talking Warcraft lore. I feel like you're at least going to give it a download. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a download. Um, anything World of Warcraft, I will. Uh, the the World of Warcraft app that they came out with several expansions ago, I believe it was uh, Warlords of Draenor that they came out with, uh, allowed you to do mission tables from your mobile device. You could uh, go into the auction house. Uh, it was a really cool side companion app to the in-game experience. Uh, and it's a very well-done app also. So... If it's the same team kind of creating that uh, World of Warcraft style for this game, uh, I think it'd be great. Uh, so I'm definitely going to give it a shot. I I like World of Warcraft. I'm just like you, Joey. I love the lore. Uh, and that is enough for me to download a mobile game and and try it out to see if I actually like it. Awesome. So again, guys, if you're interested in that, the reveal is on May 3rd. I don't know if the game's dropping the same day or soon after. Uh, John and I were talking about it earlier. Diablo Immortal took like four years from announcement to release. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully this one's closer to four days or four months, but you never know. Uh, next up on the list, Disney has announced Disney Dreamlight Valley. This is going to be a new life sim set to drop in early access this summer. Early access is going to be for Game Pass subscribers as well as for the people who purchase the Founders Pack. Outside of that, the full release will be summer 2023. I really don't know too much about this one yet, John. Uh, a lot of people comparing it to something like Stardew Valley, where you're kind of going in, you're creating this avatar. You're almost playing like a Sims-like type of thing as well, uh, where you're kind of creating these experiences within Disney environments. Uh, it's almost pushing that metaverse meta as well that we hear a lot about, especially from Facebook or meta as it's now called. Um, I think it definitely has... Some of those elements involved. Did I freeze for a second? I saw that goofy smile come up. No, no, you're good. Okay. <laughs> I was just uh, I was reading what uh, OG said. In, in Usually chat, I get that smirk sense. when I freeze and I'm like, should I keep talking or should I stop? <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on this overall? We don't have too much information. I guess we could play the trailer here in the background. Hopefully Disney doesn't DMCA us for us. Um, but overall, I think the idea of Disney doing anything in gaming will always sell well, whether it's with younger kids or with older adults. And I think this is a fun new playground for people to dive into. I think it's a great way to experience Disneyland and Disney World without having to pay $150 per day uh, per person. Uh, <laughs> if, if that park's in there. I mean, look, if, if you are a Disney kid, if you are a Disney adult, if you are someone that enjoys uh, Disney overall, 
Uh, so if if you're not the uh, governor of Florida and you enjoy and you enjoy Disney, this is probably something you're gonna like. Um, I think it looks cool. Like they're bringing in elements of of different Disney movies in here for you as a player to experience. Uh, and yeah, I think it is kind of like that that metaverse experience where your avatar can interact with Anna and Elsa, like you're seeing on screen uh, from Frozen or Woody from Toy Story. Uh, Goofy going fishing. I can see Goofy falling in uh, into the water all the time. You know, it's. it's uh, I think it's a really cool uh, idea. I, I do want to see how it plays out here a little bit more. I do want to see more information. But I think Disney Sims, especially with what we're seeing right now, is a very good uh, kind of explanation of, of, of what we've seen and know so far from this game. And then we have Walker Tian in chat as well, who's been looking more into this one and is pretty excited for it. Uh, kind of stoked, as he says. I'm pretty excited, too. It's not something that I would initially probably dive into as like a game I'm super expecting or that I was looking forward to. With that being said, I mean, Disney just doesn't miss very often. You look at their shows on Disney Plus, you look at all the movies. I mean, they've made Marvel into its whole giant thing now. Star Wars, not that it was ever dead, but it's been revived in a whole new light as well with all these miniseries and comics and books and everything in the High Republic now. Uh, it feels like just Disney can push IPs to the next level. And the idea of Mickey Mouse and all these cool characters getting a new experience within a new game that I think is kind of online elemented as well. Uh, again, I need to dive more into it. But I love the idea of it. And I think it could be a cool experience for people of all ages. All I know is, is that if they're going to have tie-ins from, especially from recent movies, my boy Luca and Roberto better be oh. in there uh, from Luca because that was a fantastic movie. I want to go hang out with Tafiti. <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quiet down. I'm going to go hang out with Scar. <laughs> that does not surprise me either. Not at all. I will probably be one of those hyenas laughing in the background as I tell my puns to the other hyenas. Uh, with yes. that being said, let's fade our way to the next topic. We have a new Valorant agent dropping. She dropped this week, John, and that is Fade. Her kit is full of nightmares and darkness and all this crazy stuff that uh, you could probably get from a My Chemical Romance song as well. Um, but hey, diving, <laughs> diving into Fade, let's pull up her kit here. Uh, of course, the Valorant Dead game stuff has to appear in chat. Panicking Pat will probably post that as well. Uh, but it just happens. Valorant is by far not a dead game, guys. They just gave away $200,000 in prize pool money this past weekend. And that was only to first place, not including all the rest. Uh, but yes, we have Fade here. She's a new initiator coming to Valorant. Uh, I can't read that number on the screen, but I think it's like 13 or something. What 19. are we at? 19, 19. 13 is something else. That we'll talk about later with Apex Legends. Uh, yes, number 19, Fade, comes in, fading her way into the class. Let's scroll down, John, and take a look at these abilities. Sorry, I'm too busy typing in chat. Leave me alone. Uh, Special abilities. <laughs> uh, I do not have the page up. You know what? That would probably make life a lot easier on this end as well. Um, overall, she creates this little dark ball, and that is going to be her Essence of Nightmare Ink. And this is something that's going to be common throughout all of her abilities as we go through them. Her Q is going to be seized. She does that little nightmare ball. She's able to throw it. After a short delay, it hits the ground, and then it will explode, creating a zone in which enemies who are caught in it cannot escape. So it's pretty much the no-no room, in a sense, for those who play League of Legends and Mordekaiser. <laughs> you jump into the ball. You got to get out of there very quickly. If you don't, you become kind of tethered to that point, and then you can just get lined up for an easy headshot. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Grant takes you down, and that is the end of your life that round. Next up is E, her haunt ability. This is going to equip a nightmarish entity. Again, guys, see the nightmare theme going on here? Uh, again, she fires one of those throw orb things. It's going to land on the ground. After a short delay, it's going to pop up. And this nightmarish entity is going to be used to reveal people. So if you're trying to work your way onto a site, you don't know where the other opposing agents may be, you throw this little nightmare guy out. He looks around. He makes some scary faces. And then eventually he will reveal enemies if they are in the line of sight as well. Kind of felt like a gopher as I was doing that one. Uh, do you have a comment there? <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually really liking this kit. This is, this is pretty cool. It's cool. I, I is fan. I is big fan. Uh, her C ability is going to be Prowler. Uh, think of like a little demon, darkness, lion, dog thing. It's going to come out in a straight line. If it catches onto the path of an agent, whether it be footsteps or it sees them with its line of sight, it will go ahead and follow them. I believe there's a couple other abilities in the game that work similarly. Uh, Sky, I think her wolves work in a similar way. 
If this little darkness wolf thing catches up to them, it's going to nearsight the enemies as well, making it a lot harder for them to kill you, but pretty fine for you to kill them if you still have that line of sight. Last but not least is her ultimate ability, Nightfall, John. This one brings plenty of darkness as well as the power of fear. She fires out a giant wave of nightmare energy that can traverse through walls. The energy creates a trail to the opponent as well as defense and decays them if it does hit. Uh, as this ability plays out, you guys can see it goes through the wall. And then eventually there is like this little black orb trail of nightmare fuel. Uh, at least that's what I'm going to call it. That does eventually <laughs> lead to those enemies. And if they're not quick enough, they will get one, two, pop one, pop two, as our friend T-Span says. And they will get taken to the black screen and waiting for the next round. I love her. She's fantastic. Pat. <laughs> Oh my god, Pat. <laughs> ah, we're not going to say that one on the broadcast. Um, yeah, I like it. I think the abilities are cool. I love the idea of some more nightmare darkness stuff working on. Uh, on top of that, I love stuff that has different AoE effects. That's game-changing. The ability to reveal enemies to kind of be able to look at one corner and reveal the other corner at the same time. I think it's huge. Uh, just the ability to get on site as well with her ultimate. She just has a lot of abilities that not only reveal people, but impair the enemy, which I think is a big factor in Valorant. Oh, absolutely. And and the fact that she had the, the fact that this is another ultimate that has the ability to go through walls, not only do damage, but also mark where those enemies are. Uh, this is a very, very strong kit uh, where we're talking um, not necessarily mobility uh, for this champ, for this agent, it's champion hero. They're all the same in this game. <laughs> yeah. For this agent, but uh, the ability to really restrict the other player from being able to do what they need to do, whether it's uh, a, a, a tether ability that makes them stuck in a specific zone and slows them down, whether it's limiting vision and hearing, which is incredibly important in a game like Valorant, listening for footsteps, um, or whether it's it's you know getting the ability to see where the opposing agent is hiding, or in the ultimate, doing damage and getting a trail leading exactly to where those agents are. It is such a strong kit. It will be a massive game changer for Valorant. I, I absolutely love this kit. I feel like um, a very skilled player who plays this agent will be a massive game changer in Valorant going forward. Chat is, speaking of Nightmare Fuel, some of the topics chat has gone on to. Uh, but bringing things back to gaming here, uh, moving from Valorant over to Call of Duty, Infinity Ward, most of you guys know them for Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3. Pretty much the Modern Warfare games is mostly what they're known for. Now we know uh, for a little while now that Modern Warfare 2019 was eventually going to have a sequel named Modern Warfare 2. Well, today we have what that logo is going to look like. It looks super clean to me. And alongside of it, uh, some ARGers found a few coordinates linked into the video version of the logo reveal that we believe points to the famous Marina Bay Sands Hotel in Singapore. So let's first bring up the logo, dive into that, and we can try to point out the coordinates here on the screen. They might move a little too quickly, um, but we'll give you the basic idea. So we'll go ahead and pause it here real quick so we can take a look at the logo since it is an animated uh, logo reveal. Uh, Joey, initial thoughts here. The logo is actually really clean. Um, you know, after we dogged Ninja's rebrand last week and how horrific that looked, uh, it, it's nice to know that there are companies that take their time, put their research in, uh, look at their player base, uh, and come up with something that uh, is a fresh, clean, modern look that people aren't going to hate. I, I think this is very clean. I think it's very straightforward. Even if you're not a Modern Warfare fan, uh, you look at this, and this is a, a very solid and clean logo. I love the colors. I like how it looks. Very simplistic. Drives the message home. I think this is a big win in the logo. Yeah, I love the logo. It has that very classic Modern Warfare font used as well. Then the last part of the M and the first part of the W become that 2 in Roman numerals. Uh, they do have a little bit of that optic gaming scheme going on here color-wise, uh, which I think a lot of people appreciate. I mean, optic always doing pretty well in Call of Duty 2. Uh, but yeah, I like this, John. I think Modern Warfare is one of my favorite Call of Duty franchises uh, when we look at it overall. I love the World War II stuff and the World War I stuff and Cold War and all that goodness. 
But when it comes to me actually putting time into playing Call of Duty for long term, it's typically the Modern Warfare games that pull me in the longest. So I love the idea of us now getting Modern Warfare 2. Now, the naming scheme, this is the second version of Modern Warfare 2, technically the third, because we had Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, and now we have Modern Warfare 2. I feel like Xbox hasn't even acquired them yet, and they already got that confusing Xbox name thing going on here at Activision. Not the biggest fan of the name choice there, but yes, the logo works well. I'm excited for the game. I think we'll have some fun with that when it eventually drops, I believe, this fall. Modern Warfare 2 Series X 360 1 coming to a console near you soon. <laughs> Absolutely. And then if you guys haven't seen the Marina Bay Sands Hotel, I don't know if you want to pull it up on stream, John. Uh, this thing's gorgeous. Think of like three big pillars, if I remember correctly, and then it's like a boat shape on top of it. Uh, it has an infinity pool at the top that's like one of the most famous views in the world, supposedly, as far as like luxury resorts go. There's rumors that uh, based on some teasers here and there, people think this will be a map in game or at least a mission where you'll be rappelling down the side of the hotel from the infinity pool. Whether that pans out to be a thing or not, can't tell you as of right now, but I think the thing looked, yeah, see, I was pretty accurate. Uh, I think that would be a really cool environment. I would love to play multiplayer there, especially if they make it kind of like a tiered approach. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Seriously looks like a streamlined cruise ship on top of three pillars. Yeah, I mean, that's and that whole thing, I think, is an infinity pool. At least a good portion of it is. That thing is massive. Yeah, she big. She thick and tall and wide and lots of craziness going on. Um, Chad is talking about the Xbox Connect. What are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> we are all over the place. Uh, let's talk Halo Infinite, sticking with the Xbox theme for one more topic. Halo Infinite Season 2, we had the dev stream this week. It ran like somewhere around 90 minutes or so. They talked a little bit about the new maps. They talked a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes and what's being focused on. They have actually communicated really effectively this month, talking about a lot of the bugs being fixed. They've talked a lot about the outcomes from Season 1, what they didn't do so well, what they're hoping to fix. Uh, eventually, they're getting rid of the core system. They're making armor customization a lot easier. You can mix and match. So if you want your cat ears with a different helmet that it's currently able to be attached to... Pat can put his cat ears wherever he wants them. Meow. Uh, from there, we're talking about all different other content, some story things coming as well. But, and you see it playing on screen here, during the Battle Pass, Battle Pass, the Battle Pass presentation, they were walking through every single tier, and right around tier 50, this sucker popped up. I thought it was a Twitch ad. Go figure. Uh, in the end, it was some ARG teaser that we're still not quite sure what exactly it is. Yeah, you, you got to love these teasers. You got to love the the uh, complicated, like, sneaky releases that they do that the Internet has to try to figure out. I think that's really, really cool. Uh, the one that I remember uh, most vividly was Sombra on her release for Overwatch. Granted, Blizzard, and at the time, Jeff Kaplan came out and said that it was a little bit more complicated than they expected and a little bit more drawn out. Uh, but the Internet didn't disappoint. It, it was really, really cool. Uh, so I really like it when developers do stuff like this. I, I think it's it's very interesting. It keeps people talking about the game and keeping the game uh, current and trending on social media. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's really cool. I, I love uh, this video that's going on in the background. I, th I think it's really, really neat. Yeah, very cool stuff. Call of Duty did it this week. Halo did it this week. As you said, we've seen it in other, other games like Overwatch as well. Uh, and it's fun. It's fresh. It gives fans something to dive into. You have the company being listed here. Uh, it's some kind of like neuro plant intelligence type of thing going on. So people looking into that. Someone made a website. I don't think it's official, so don't click links over there. But overall, it is very interesting. I'm curious to see where this goes. It seems like the community is thinking this is either going to end up in a battle royale or this is going to be a teaser for something to come here as far as these narrative events coming in Season 2. Next up, John, get your wallet ready, Final Fantasy fans. This is a statue coming out. It's going to be a 1-6 size statue, uh, and it is for a very reasonable price of $13,799, just shy of $14,000. I thought you said reasonable. <laughs> that was the joke. Uh, guys, if you want this little statue, uh, some people collect pops, some people collect Legos, some people collect $14,000 statues. This is now an option for you as well. Now, look. I like a clean statue of a video game character, a sci-fi character. I mean, I have uh, 
a Darth Vader statue of, of him in the Dagobah system uh, that I picked up at a convention. Uh, I like it. I think it looks fantastic. I think it looks great on display. Just out of curiosity, um, uh, give me a ballpark of what you paid for that. Oh, so that's not fair because it was a dealer that uh, haggles prices. So it's all about negotiating. Um, that statue of Darth Vader retails for five hundred. Uh, he started it. He started the bid at three hundred, and I ended up getting him down to one seventy-five. Uh, so I paid one hundred seventy-five dollars for that statue, and I think it was a steal and a half. It looks great. It's never been opened until I opened it. Uh, but yeah, so so that's roughly what you pay. And, and a lot of these figures, if it's not tied to like a title like Star Wars that now has the Disney markup. Uh, you're paying usually right around one hundred to two hundred dollars uh, for like these these nine, ten, eleven, twelve inch tall statues. Um, and, and Joey, I'm just gonna say this: normally they look good. My problem with this is one, the price tag is outrageous, and two, I don't think it looks that good. I really don't. Um, granted, it, it probably you know it probably looks accurate to, to in game models, um, but to me, like I don't think that would look good on display anywhere. Like even if you're a Final Fantasy, pardon me, uh, collector, I don't know. I just I don't like it, and it may may I may just be weird. Um, but yeah, I'm not paying fourteen thousand dollars. I'm not paying fourteen hundred dollars. I'm not paying four dollars for this. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks good. I have no issues with the looks personally mm. until I look at the price tag. Uh, fourteen thousand dollars. It, it I, I'm. It needs to be a little bit less. It's thirteen thousand eight hundred. Excuse me. Uh, we'll save those two hundred dollars. That can get John half of a Darth Vader statue potentially, um, or a full Maybe. one if he haggles it down. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's just crazy pricing. Like, who is going to buy this? And it comes back to the stuff like we've talked about with the esports before. We have these like Gucci watches, and we have these crazy exclusive shoes or whatever that these esports companies make deals with. Someone's going to end up buying them, and someone will buy the statue. And then they'll try to resell it years later, and hopefully they get the value back, or it'll sit in a glass case and they can just enjoy it there. But that is a lot of money. It is a lot of money for one of these things. Uh, I personally would not be paying this much, but I'm not going to discredit someone if they're that big of a Final Fantasy fan and they have to have it. Uh, we just put it in today's show notes because that price tag was crazy. So again, guys, price tag Final Fantasy statue, $13,799.99 as well. Next up, John, March 2022, we have the MPD results in. This is pretty much an overall look at what the video game industry did in March 2022. We're just going to dive into a couple things. The first one being games. Your top five games sold in March 2022 in the U.S. Number one, Elden Ring. Number two, Gran Turismo 7. Number three, Kirby and the Forgotten Land from Nintendo. Number four, MLB The Show 2022 over there at Sony. And then we have also at Sony, Horizon Forbidden West coming in at the number five spot. So Sony doing really well in March. Sony with Gran Turismo 7, MLB The Show, and Horizon Forbidden West, three of the five games. Nintendo coming through as a publisher of one of them, and then Elden Ring from Thumb Software as well. I guarantee you MLB The Show is not on this list unless it was on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, 100%. Well, so technically... Well, is this it is sales, sales so that mind. doesn't I'm, even I'm, include you're that. Sales. You're, good. Um, you're good. Which is even more interesting, to be completely honest. Um, right? I think that is an even bigger factor. Now, if you wanted to say if it wasn't on Xbox, would it be on this list? I would say probably not. Um, I think the fact it's yeah. over there and it's on Nintendo Switch probably helps it out quite a bit as well. Next up is U.S. hardware sales. That is the Xbox Series X coming in first place in money sales. Uh, in unit sales, it's going to be the Nintendo Switch. So money-wise, it was Xbox Series X and S, then Nintendo Switch, then PlayStation 5. Unit-wise for March, it was Nintendo Switch, then Xbox Series X and S, and then PlayStation 5. So PlayStation, we talked about it before, all three of these companies going through chip shortages, but PlayStation really getting hit hard by it especially. They are kind of lagging behind as a due factor of that. Uh, overall, they still are ahead of the Xbox Series X in full unit sold since launch, uh, but Xbox is closing that gap quickly. Uh, last thing of note, this was the largest month ever for Xbox in March. Uh, they've had previous March sales. I think 2011 was their record around the 360 area. So this is now their biggest March ever for the Xbox brand. 
Okay, cool stuff there. Moving in, we're now in April. We're heading toward the end of April, and that means the vote from Activision Blizzard shareholders was today. More than 98% of Activision Blizzard shareholders voted in favor of the company being acquired by Microsoft. So now it has been approved by both companies. The deal is moving forward on that front. Then it was going to the boards of directors. Microsoft approved it. Activision approved it. Both boards are good to go. And the next step was the shareholders with 98% approving that. It is good to go as well. So the next step on that acquisition is the FTC. And this is the hardest step overall. They're going to continue to review that acquisition with Microsoft and Activision saying they expect it to close somewhere between June 2022 and June 2023. John, it seems like the consensus right now is 70 to 30 with this passing. What are your thoughts overall, though? Do you think this gets through? I just want to know why why you were the two percent that didn't. Oh vote my for gosh! It, I just think that's 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 really weird. Obviously, obviously Joey voted in favor. Um, yeah. So I mean, am I surprised that it was as high as ninety eight? Yeah, a little bit. But at the same time, you have to remember everything that Blizzard Activision has been through. Uh, when you take a look at all the negative publicity they have been under, all the scrutiny, and I'm not saying it's not deserved. Um. And just all the negativity surrounding what once was considered uh, the the golden standard of game development, um, it, it it's not surprising. I mean, especially when you see how Microsoft, when they first entered into the game uh, uh, universe, if you will, uh, created the Xbox, started making their own games, was able to survive all the pushes, all the pushbacks from PlayStation, from new competitors coming in like the Nintendo Switch and everything else, Xbox and Microsoft have really done a fantastic job at proving their worth in the gaming ecosystem and in the gaming world. And it, right now it's really at that point where, you know, really it really comes down to just the fanboys of, of both Xbox and PlayStation. PlayStation doing their best to ignore Xbox and not giving them the credit that, that Xbox deserves. And then Xbox fanboys that like to maybe overhype how Microsoft, how far Microsoft has come. Now, granted, Microsoft has come quite a long way. That's not an issue. But it's the Xbox fanboys that are like, oh, uh, you know, Xbox is going to absolutely pummel PlayStation this generation uh, worldwide. Uh, nothing can hold us back. We're going to acquire everything. Again, they're very small minorities in, in both camps. Um, but really, that's what it comes down to is like everyone else is kind of like in this happy little family, this gaming family, and they're super happy with what Microsoft has done. So if you're Blizzard, if you're a investor for Blizzard and you're taking a look at this deal saying, hey, look, we have a chance to revive this beloved developer by joining Microsoft, joining the Xbox family, joining what they have been able to do over the past 10, 15, 20 years. You see this as almost as a lifeline to, to get in another ecosystem with Microsoft to really survive and push forward and create new IP, which Blizzard really, really needs to do. Uh, so I think this is great. I think the investors understand that. That's why we saw a vote this high. And I think if you're Microsoft, that's a big vote of confidence also. And I think the other thing is just the competition breeds good things for gamers. And I don't understand why people don't realize this, at least in the fanboy camps. Uh, you look at the PlayStation 5 price point. It's $100 shorter than Sony wanted to launch it because the Xbox Series S was announced first. You look at narrative games on Xbox. Sony makes their bread and butter with narrative action-adventure experiences. Horizon, God of War, Uncharted, they've always killed it in that genre. Now you have Xbox funding games in that genre to bring to their fans as well because they're doing so well on Sony. Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. Why do you think PlayStation is updating their Plus service? Because GameCast is popping off the charts and pulling in these crazy numbers. Why are we seeing more sales across gaming everywhere? Because of stuff like Game Pass, because subscriber numbers are up, because live service can live a lot easier in something like Game Pass. And it goes back and forth, back and forth pretty much just about everywhere. They both offer different things that the other doesn't. And because of that, they eventually either conform to that way or they find a new way around it. And one of my favorites is backwards compatibility. Xbox does an amazing job with that, and because of that, we've seen Sony invest more into it, and now, just this past week, Sony made a games preservation team. Would we have ever had that if Xbox didn't put money into backwards compatibility? Probably not, 
And would, like, let's say generations down the road, would gamers be able to dive into these games? Like, John loved Metal Gear Solid, or we've all loved, like, the original GoldenEye. And now these games become more accessible because there's more money being put into preservation, not just by Xbox, but by PlayStation as well. And we've seen other developers, uh, as well as platforms like Steam, really invest in it, too. So I love the idea of all this being more accessible, not only for our current generation, but later down the road as well. Really good stuff there. Uh, that is going to bring us to the end of our gaming segment here in just a moment as we switch over to esports. The last thing is the Xbox and Bethesda's game showcase was announced today. It's going to be set for June 12th. I don't remember the time in front of me. I think it was like 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, if I remember correctly. Um, but that one is going to come same pretty much Sunday as last year, right around that second week of June. Uh, it should be a lot to show this year, and I think Starfield will be the headliner overall. And then we also got a tweet from the PC Gaming Show. They will be happening the same day. We didn't get times. We didn't get details. We didn't get run times for either one of these. Uh, I would assume they're both around 90 to 120 minutes, if I had to guess. Um, but overall, John... I know you're pretty excited, or at least I'm going to assume you are, for new game announcements. I love that E3 time of the year every year. Even if it isn't a formal E3, the idea of a week full of game announcements just gets me giddy. I was waiting for a smile on the giddy. I use that word just for you. Well, I mean, it's, uh, Next up, let's float oh, yeah. our way over to Cloud9 because <laughs> they have picked up a new CSGO roster. And in our favorite segment, Joey tries to pronounce names. We're going to give this one a go. Acquired the Gambit Esport roster here uh, is who we have picked up as Cloud9. We have Nafani, Shiro, Inters, Axel, Hobbit, and head coach Groove coming in on that roster. Uh, Gambit, wasn't yeah, that, that wasn't hard. too bad. It's, it's usually a lot harder depending where we go. Um, but this one in particular, I at least pulled it off to make you guys think I got the names right. Uh, in the end, Gambit was pretty good over in the CIS region. Now getting acquired with everything going on right now with Russian rosters. And really just rosters in general in that area of Russia, Ukraine. Uh, it's been really hectic in esports for a lot of those players. Gambit was one of those rosters that hit a lot of uh, really ups and downs in multiple scenes because of that. Now Gambit Esports trying to find their way into this new world and I believe just struggling as an organization overall. Cloud9 is going to help out here by picking up this award-winning CSGO roster to see what they can do with Cloud9 returning to the scene. All right, who knows? Maybe they can win a second major. That'd be kind of cool. That would be very, very cool. Uh, yeah, because the last one they won was what, the Boston major? And that was years ago? Yeah, it was the, the only NA team to ever do it. The only NA team and possibly continuing that trend, but putting a second title under them with this new roster. Next up, we have Luminosity shining a light on Halo Esports, bringing in a new roster as well. They have signed the team formerly known as Incognito. No longer incognito as they assume that Luminosity name and consist of Piggy, Carmia, Neuronical, and Cycle. And they will be participating in this weekend's international HCS Kansas City event. Look at that. They closed their incognito browser and they launched the team. Oh, I like Good that. For you, I like that. It's spicy. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance, by the way, John, to see the Halo boot camp they held at the Kansas City Royal Stadium? I, I, I did see pictures of that. Um... If you're going to have a crossover with sports, Kansas City Royals are not the team I would have picked. <laughs> I would have gone with a team that's actually competitive. Uh, same, right next door, right next door, stadium right across the parking lot. I would have gone to the Chiefs as, as much as I hate them. Um, I think that would have been a better partnership. But you know what? Luminosity is blue, I believe. I believe blue is their main team color. Uh, so is Kansas City. The Royals. Uh, the Chiefs are red. So maybe that took a little factor there. But um Hey, at least their stadium looks nice. Baseball team's crap, but hey, what do you yeah, know? And both teams did end up wishing all the competitors <laughs> a good weekend. I think the Chiefs tweeted, the Royals tweeted. Uh, shout out to KC Pioneers who helped set all this up together as well. Uh, but in the end, yeah, I think it was a cool event. I think it's a fun crossover for esports and sports. Uh, whether the team be winning or not, I think it is a cool idea that they both came together here. For those interested, that tournament kicks off this weekend. I believe tomorrow is pool play, and then there will be drops enabled all weekend long. So if you want some fancy skins, I think there's vehicle skins, there's weapon charms. Uh, they usually throw a stance in there as well as some icons and things. You can go ahead and tune into that on Twitch. Uh, it'll be on multiple feeds. I think there's an HCS channel, a Halo channel, maybe the Xbox channel. Uh, check those out again to get those drops and follow. I think it's HCS on Twitter is the best place to find all those details. 
Next up is Valorant. We had Masters Reykjavik results this past weekend, John. It was spicy. Uh, there was a lot of good action, a lot of favorites falling. Unfortunately, FPX was the number one seed from Europe and were not able to make it to the tournament overall. So that was a downer, and their fill-ins didn't do so well. Uh, Fnatic ran into issues with COVID. They were one of the top seeds from Europe, and they had another player that had to sit out as well. So in the end, they weren't really able to compete at the highest level either. And then a lot of these other teams ended up disappointing, but a few that did not... That would be Optic Gaming and Loud who made their way to the finals. Loud initially with a 2-1 win over Optic in the upper bracket finals before going up against Optic once again in the grand finals. However, this time they made a lot of noise, but not enough to lift the trophy as Optic Gaming sent Loud home to Brazil with a 3-0 victory in favor of Optic. Optic went home with a very nice prize pool as well here, John. I believe $200,000 in their pockets on that flight home. Yeah, I mean, Loud can't be too mad about it. I mean, 120k in their back pocket, uh, Zeta Division, uh, 8500, and Paper Rex 6500. I mean, hey, look, Joey, that that's enough to pay off my student hey, loans. Hey, there you go. Uh, so, <laughs> so I mean, I'll take it. I mean, if you don't want it. <laughs> Absolutely exciting stuff there. And we probably won't dive into it this week because it's still kind of being discussed and laid out. But there are a lot of Valorant changes coming in 2023. Uh, it sounds similar to what we see in HCS with Halo. Not quite franchising that we see in League of Legends, but they're going to go a partnership route where different teams will be able to be partnered for Valorant moving forward. They're also going to expand the scene. Uh, instead of it just being fully international, there are going to be a few other scenes popping up more and more. So we'll dive into that as more of those details are fleshed forward and we move closer to 2023. Last but not least on the agenda today, John, is the LCS. We had the finals this past weekend. It took a while to get here. There were some nice back and forth, some upsets here and there. 100 Thieves stealing victories off favorites Team Liquid and then eventually making their way up against EG here in the finals. Evil Geniuses been plotting all season long. 100 Thieves stealing their way to titles multiple times so far. This one, though, Evil Geniuses takes the win and not only a win, but a dominant 3-0 victory to lift their first <laughs> LCS title. 100 Thieves, what did you do? Like, everyone was picking you. This should have been a dub. I mean, everyone from Freak uh, to level up, because we're on the same level. Um, you know, everyone was picking 100 Thieves. They should have won. They had the talent to do it. But Evil Geniuses plotting, I don't like it, but they won. And it's a very dominating fashion. It wasn't like a Game 5 thriller. Um, this was... I don't want to say shocking because Evil Geniuses is a good team, but uh, it's just very unexpected to take down someone like 100 Thieves who's been playing incredible for the past several splits. Yeah, I mean, 100 Thieves, a young roster as well, coming over from Squirkle. He's not in chat tonight, but his Golden Guardians really put this roster together. Incredible young talent, eventually made its way to 100 Thieves. A lot of that roster is staying intact. And then they brought in, I think it was Abadage from Schalke over in the LEC, and he has just topped this roster off and made it even stronger. They look like the team that was going to be the team to beat this spring, but Evil Geniuses had other plans, and now they'll be making their way over to MSI as well. With that, John, I think that just about wraps up this week's news. There was quite a bit that came out here and there, and we weren't able to fit everything in today, but overall, lots of good gaming and esports news this week and much more to come next week. Looking ahead to next week, Halo's new season is going to drop. There will be more teasers coming for the Apex Season 13. I believe it is titled... I just forgot. Saviors, I think, is the name of it. Uh, that one's going to be dropping probably the second week of maybe. You're going to get more teasers next week. Uh, Star Wars Day is next week as well. Maybe some possible Star Wars game announcements then and much, much more as we get closer to May. Well, Nation, that is going to do it for this edition of Level Up Live. Before you go, head on over to patreon.com slash OTN and consider becoming a part of the Overtime Network. In return, you will get access, access oh, there we go, to exclusive content that nobody else in the world can get unless they are a part of OTN Media. If you have not done so already, make sure you follow the show here live on Twitch to catch the next episode of Level Up Live. If you listen to the show on our podcast feed, please do leave us a review. The Level Up Podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere else you can find an RSS feed for podcasts. Just look us up. We would love to hear from you. In fact, we'd love to hear from our community so much. There are multiple ways you can reach out to us. Joey, what are some of Absolutely. those ways? Absolutely. Head on over to Twitter and find us at Level Up Live. That is LVLUP Live. In addition to that, you can follow the umbrella company OTN Media as well. 
On Twitter and Facebook, we're found at OTN Media and on Instagram at OTN underscore media. Last but not least, find us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash OTN Media. This show level up live 8 p.m. Eastern Time Thursday night, as well as multiple streams throughout the week. All right, as I'm playing with Spotify in the background, make sure you tune in next Thursday. That is May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, as we cover the latest and greatest in gaming esports news. Do your ears and eyes a favor. Hit that sub and follow button to know when the next episode of Level Up Live is ready for your entertainment pleasures. We'll catch you all next week. Reminder, if you're here in Twitch, stick around. The Let's Play for uh, Overwatch 2 beta is going to be coming up next. Join us in Discord, as always. And if you're not hanging out with us playing Overwatch, that's completely cool. We hope you enjoy your week and your weekend. Remember, be nice to your fellow gamers online. And as always, level, level up. up.